now to get back on topic um what else happens yeah so hey besties welcome back to homeroom today we're talking about season two episode four the storm so we're gonna get right into it who do you guys think was the loser of the episode ej step to the front (laughs) (laughs) oh man it was bad Oh, my baby. Yeah, poor EJ Kins did not get into Duke, which I mean, which... I guess he saw that coming with the way he was talking about it all the time. I mean, he was manifesting yeah. it. He literally jinxed it, but whatever. I'm just confused because he literally was, Mr. Mazzara pointed out, he had three seasons of varsity. Like, literally what perfect. the hell? Right. <sighs> I've seen people get into schools like Duke with way, way less. Right. All because of his essay, like, okay. Right, the essay must have, like, been super bad, but then Mr. M was like, it's just average. So then why didn't he get in if he has everything else? I just, You know what? I bet you someone on the Duke board has beef with the Caswells. Probably. Because what's the reason? I don't know. It's just frustrating because, like, especially because... EJ said that he gave up going for the Beast in his last year of high school when he's played the lead almost every year of high school, yeah? Yeah. To focus on Duke and he didn't even get in. Like, it's frustrating. It's terrible. I feel bad for him. Like, I I was hurting. Right. And it was totally undeserved. Like, he's probably... Well, I guess his actions last season, people would be like, oh, it's karma. But, like... He's the only person that's sorry for anything they do in the show. Yeah, one thing about EJ is that he can admit when he's wrong. And I feel like he redeemed himself, so I don't know. It just sucks to, like, see him struggle when he's been trying so hard to be a good person. Right. I hope that storyline with Mr. M ends up being something useful because I kind of can also see it going nowhere. Yeah. So I hope that ends up being I'm good. not really sure where it's going to go. Maybe he's maybe starting to, like, have doubts about what his future is. And now he's kind of trying to explore new passions and where they might lead him. So I think it could be a good storyline. I'm excited to see EJ's journey for the rest of the season. Right. I think he'll probably find passion a passion in reporting or something like that. I think that would make sense with the whole morning announcements and like he has charisma and all that so that'll end up being cute or whatever i can yeah i'm excited he'll be such a good news anchor right really would he's so entertaining like like amaya said he's so charismatic so funny he just has yes he's kind of like that okay you know how every time you watch the news there's always this one guy on the news that's just ridiculously hot and funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah shout out to the weatherman near where i live like he's super hot oh my god so yeah i think he could definitely be something like that yeah ej is definitely gonna be on good morning america in 10 years exactly but yeah he's definitely the (laughs) going from that high note if he's gonna be on good morning america he's definitely the loser of the episode (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't think anyone lost quite as bad as him. Well, well, we could also say Gina mm-hmm. again. But Gina is only a sophomore. She has 
more years to make up for that. EJ's a senior, and that happened to him, so. That's true. <laughs> he lost badly. Yeah. But, like, um, he applied to other schools, though. I'm happy he did, because Tim just gives me that energy that, in the original script, that he put that Duke was the only school he applied to. Right. Someone probably told him, like, that's just not realistic, dude. But I can't believe he didn't that one FaceTime say that he applied to like 15 schools. Mm-hmm. 15 schools with those stats. There's no way you're getting into one. Yeah, I just don't believe it. Don't he definitely had to have gone into at least one good school, like a couple good schools. Like they have to reveal that somebody secretly like the, sabotaged him or something. Yeah, like the way that EJ has been described. Like, you can't tell me that he wasn't going to go Ivy League or get into a couple Ivy League schools. Right. So and it's not making sense. The fact that he's applying to school also doesn't make sense to me. It definitely seems like he wouldn't be applying regularly. He'd be getting committed somewhere for one right. of his sports. Oh, yeah. He's also an athlete. A good right. One. He plays, like, three different sports. I wish we got to see him, like, hear more about his, mm-hmm. his sports. And the fact that he's an athlete should give him a pass on his essay. Not saying that's a good thing, but you know, it right. definitely would. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Tim just wanted to be like, we need to stick him around. We need to think about his future a little bit more. But, like, I don't see why they had to do that now, you know? Like, it's now episode that you, four. Now that you say that, and maybe it does make sense why they didn't have him get into a school because they want to keep him around for next season and maybe a final fourth season, so... They can't balance him having a storyline and staying on the show and him going to, like, a school like Duke. So I think they're just still trying to figure out, like, what they're going to be doing with him. They should have just made up a college and be like, yeah, I'm going to Utah State. It's a 1% accepting rate. It's super great. And <laughs> yeah. And 10 minutes away from the school. <laughs> I'm going well, to have him. Yeah, like last season was his first semester of senior year. That's when you're really applying anyway. And because he thought he was like playing Troy Bolton, he should have went to what school did Troy go to? Like University of Utah or something? Not I Utah. Lived in New Mexico. Not Utah. Like it was close by. Sorry. I never mind. Or and he's like, I would stay close by so I could be with the drama department and also go to a good school with the drama department or whatever. And no, EJ was like, could have had that's him be smart. Like, yeah, I'm going to the, the Harvard of Utah. Yeah, like something <laughs> like that. Like, but it kind of feels like they just didn't plan enough if he because like why doesn't he get what he deserves? Like that sounds kind of like annoying, but like think about it usually when people don't get what they deserve in shows it's to teach them a lesson and we saw yeah, that why he's he didn't get humbled <laughs> right he's already been humbled him and gina have just been getting humbled a lot and they don't need to be humbled the, like, like the humbling perfect. needs to stop gina ugh, gina's humbling pisses me off to no end just every episode it just gets worse like i'm so scared for episode five but we'll yeah. get to that um, She's anyways, definitely the second loser of the episode. Yeah, and we'll get into it. Who would y'all say is the winner? I feel like we all might have different winners. Hmm. I don't know with this one. This one's kind of like a... My I... winner is Nini. Uh, and the reason why my winner is Nini is because... I don't know. She seems 
very confident in her decision. Spoiler, we're going to talk about it more, but she decided that Yak is not the place for her. She realized that she's been chasing something that has existed at East High this whole time, and she doesn't really know what her dream is yet. And so that's going to be her new goal is to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And I can respect that. Good for her. I'm glad that she came to that conclusion. So, you know, I'm interested to see how that journey is going to go for her. Right. And she seems happy. Mm-hmm. Good to see Nini. Good to see um, Nini happy. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to get hateful, but is that good? Um, like we I won. Feel like for the first time. She won, but at what cost? Everyone knows I'm Nini's biggest critic, but I feel like for the first time that I've seen her, she seems confident in something. And she seems to be making a concrete decision and a concrete choice. And so I'm interested to see how this plays out. Like, she seems to have a goal. She doesn't necessarily know what she wants to do, but she knows that she doesn't have to run away to find that. And she feels like it's at home. And so I'm just interested to see, like, how that journey is for her. And I'm interested to see if she's able to finally figure out what she wants and her passions by the end of the season so yeah we'll see how that plays out i think i think this was a good step in the right direction possibly for her so yeah Yeah. i just wish we would have saw more of that lead up to it you know because when you look at it it's like she went from being she even says it in the episode she went from feeling so trapped at east high to like being so like overly liberated at this school but then the school is also like a prison yeah, it was very confusing because I feel like they did, I think Promise, you talked about this, but they did a lot of talking and not a lot of showing mm-hmm. why right. the school wasn't right for her. And it's just, it is frustrating. It's, it does feel like, sometimes it feels like a character regression, even though after thinking about it, I don't think it is. The problem is that in season one, they built this up. Nini wanting to spread her wings, wanting to expand her horizons, wanting to be a new person and leave behind things that weren't serving her anymore like this was her whole season one arc for then for it to be this whole big lead up to season two and for them to conclude that storyline and her to be like you know what just kidding like what I wanted has been at East High all along I mean at first watch it does feel like a cop-out but you know I mean I feel like that's it's human to think you want something and then to realize that it's actually like not what you wanted all along. I think they just didn't show that well. Yeah, that's true. And I wish, I don't know. I think it would have been better if she's staying granted at yeah. Yeah. Right. Not getting off the plane and imagining Ricky. Not the plane. What am I talking about? <laughs> getting off the bus. <laughs> getting You're manifesting the bus. for our airport scene. And imagining Ricky. That was so... What does Ricky have to do with the song? I'm sorry. Why did she imagine him immediately <laughs> after he the, left? The bus fumes were, like, getting through her head. I don't know. That was weird. I thought she, I thought it was going to be that he never showed up in the first place. And so she served. was imagining him. It just felt like she got off because of him. And I know she said she didn't. And I, I mean, I, I, I believe her. I don't think she got off and decided to stay because of Ricky. But the way that they framed it, like the whole imagining him and then getting on the bus and then looking at the snow globe that he got her, like, I mean, it did feel like 
she decided that, to stay because of him. That mm-hmm. damn snow globe is ruining everybody in this show's <laughs> life. Oh my god, I want it to break. Like I hope I hope it breaks. That would be so funny. Like <laughs> Nini slams her door after they break up and it just breaks the floor. Also, but that was the bus while she was singing. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? And everybody disappearing on the bus. I thought she was it was like she was gonna sit down and it would be like t- the fantasy would go away and like someone was already sitting there or something because like it was so stupid and I think it just doesn't fit the tone of the show like there's usually one fantasy in the entire season well I guess there's only been two seasons but there's only usually one fantasy and that's during auditions and we already had that right and even that one the song was good but I don't like the song. In context, <laughs> I'm sorry. You it's- don't like one, two, three. Oh, it's oh, one, so two, different. three. I love one, two, three. Granted, I'm not really a big fan of though. Something was kind of off about that song. Like the lyrics are really good. Like I was like, yeah, yeah. Are you taking? I just don't like it because the moment kind of soured it for me. Yeah, <laughs> the pun. I wish it was more ballady and not like pop. Like. Because I can't really tell what she's saying in the song, actually. Yeah. I feel like. But the chorus is so good. (laughs) I saw a bunch of TikToks about it. People were like, oh my god, how could you listen to this terrible song? And then, like, they'd be like, just kidding, I love it. (laughs) I don't know. I Maybe if I liked Nini more or liked the moment more, I would have liked it a little bit more. I don't really like the production on the song, but I like the lyrics and... I think they represented Nini and her, I guess her current journey well. So, points for that. I think they did a good job, kind of encompassing what she's going through at the right. moment. Just the production, I think, was a little bit weird. So definitely not one of my favorites of the season. Yeah, she definitely is the winner of the episode, though. I have to agree. I feel like everybody else was just going through their own little challenges or. They just weren't winning, like, they were kind of stagnant. Yeah, nobody was winning. They were all stuck in their, literally stuck in school, so no, nothing to win about, really. Yeah. Oh! I throw throw Courtney in there. Yeah, I was about to say, Howie came through for her. That was cute. Um, I don't know how he, how and why he went there, but... His personality is so dry now. (laughs) I wish they would have kept him a little bit smirkier for longer. Yeah, I don't know. Even up until this episode would have been a good... Like, if they didn't put that last part in the last episode where he turned nice, him being mean even at the end and Courtney kind of just being like, ah. And then this episode, he actually came through and gave her her flashcards. That would have been a nice start of something. Like, he was still kind of mean, but he gave the flashcards to her anyway. And he could have just been like, this wasn't for you, by the way. Big red Yeah. Yeah, like... like there could have been some more tension or something. I feel like the payoff came a little too early. Like, they were definitely hardcore flirting at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't hate him, though. I don't either. I don't I hate definitely him. like him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cool. Just, I don't know. I wanted him to be more smart, snarkier. But it's okay. I still like him. And, you know, we'll see where he goes the rest of the season where his storyline with Courtney is going he's supposed to sing that's exciting so yeah we'll just see where that ends up going but yeah I guess we'll circle all the way back to the beginning of the episode start with our recap so I'm pretty sure it opens with Ricky facetiming Nini in his room and he has his shirt off and I was so confused I was like um why does he have a shirt off like it just didn't feel natural it feels like they were trying to find a way 
for him yep. to have his shirt off. And the reason was that he was looking for his hoodie and the hoodie ended up being with Nini because she stole it because she wanted a piece of him to take home with her to yak. Was so <laughs> um, I don't know. That was so weird. I just looked like they were finding a way to have him shirtless. It mm-hmm. definitely was. I thought that was weird because they couldn't have you couldn't have had a shirt on looking for the hoodie. Right. He doesn't wear a shirt under his hoodie in the winter. I guess he just woke up and guys don't wear shirts to sleep, but like I don't know still. If he had pants on. If <laughs> maybe this is <laughs> that, but it's like if you're already gonna sleep shirtless because it's hot why wear pants like hot in salt lake in like february <laughs> like put that man in some pajamas i just want to say really quick that they're such teases because they ended episode four with the text and everyone's like oh my god like it's gonna be this big thing and it wasn't but we'll get to that i just i don't know they definitely played people they were really forcing like every cuffly thing you can think of in this episode, especially like, in this pushing episode. it in. It was so weird. All the not weird, but like episode. not weird, but it felt. A lot of people were saying that it was Rini the movie. And it really was <laughs> Rini the movie. Like a lot of Rini's on Twitter were like, "Oh my god, this was our episode," and it really was. Like they were putting a lot. They have to give them one the last episode. episode before everything goes to shit. Yeah, this was definitely the calm before the storm. <laughs> Get it, guys? I feel like the whole the season so far has kind of been that. So it's pretty. I feel good. like episode five is going to be the first episode that kind of marks like it's for shit. It's going to get real yeah for them but yeah this was like this was a happy episode for them for sure they're really in their like honeymoon well i mean you could also say it was also highlighting some of their problems with ricky Mm -hmm. wanting to open up but we will get there with gina and carlos i feel like the conflict they had was something that could very much happen in real life so it was like realistic but the way they started off felt so forced to me like carlos being ready to announce it and gina going like it's Beauty and the Beast, guys. I thought that was so weird. Yeah, why was he upset about that? Like, why were they beefing about that? They were just saying, she was just saying the name of the number. Like, I was like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it's hilarious because ultimately, both of their ideas are technically a little selfish because they're both character <laughs> actors. They're like, so obviously, funny. you don't let a character actor be the choreographer because they're going to try and put themselves in the center of yeah. every dance. Right. And I'm Team Gina. Yeah. I was also Team Gina. And, like, some people were saying that we're annoyed that I guess that we were taking a side to begin with and that we weren't, like, being, um, I guess empathetic of carlos's feelings which carlos's feelings were valid but i do have an issue with how that conversation went between them later on in the hallway and we'll get to that but yeah i do i am team gina for one reason and one reason only and it's it's not really not that serious like i love them both dearly i think both their problems are valid but I don't like how something, a certain thing was handled. But yeah, we'll get to that. I am Team Gina. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her dance just sounded cuter to me. It's just, I mean, when you think be our guest, you think there's going to be a kick line towards the end. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just the fact that like Babette doesn't really have Anything a big else. role in the musical. And so, I mean, it would have been nice to have that in the musical, have her get to highlight her dancing, especially because Lumiere is already a big character to begin with. And is he not already a big part of Be Our Guest? Yes, he's already singing the parts. So while he's singing, why can't they have a feather dusting spectacle? Yeah, that was interesting, but... 
And I think that it's interesting that Carlos's idea was kind of to change the tone of it, especially because they're doing the Mankeys, and I feel like there's probably strict rules towards what you can and can't change about those musicals. Mm. So I'm like, why would you really want to change it to be... Because her Gina's idea is really just about choreography. His is kind of about direction as well. Mm-hmm. Because why do you want it to be all slow, sultry jazz? It's like, that's not really what the song is but all right but yeah um one thing i really liked about that scene is gina steps up to share her idea and she seems a little bit on edge like kind of nervous and ricky laughs at her joke the joke wasn't even funny but i think he was just trying to be supportive which was really nice and something that i can see ricky doing like that's so in character for him and Mm -hmm. when i first watched like i remember the preview came out and then I watched the episode. It looked like she gave him a dirty look, but then I watched again, and it, she gave him a very soft look, as if yes. I'm like he supported me, which was really that was a really good moment. It made me made me smile. Yeah, he was actually trying to make it less nervous for her. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then after, like when Carla shut her down and whatever, and they go to sit, you can tell she was like, she was really pissed and like. Maybe not feeling confident in her idea. And then Ricky taps her on the shoulder and was like, hey, like, I thought that your idea sounded really cool, which is for people who don't really pay close attention. That's a parallel um, from episode six from season one, where Ricky had that idea in the episode where they wanted to save Miss Jen before they find out about it. He had an idea to gender swap a song that Gabriella sings in the musical and like not a lot of people were for it and then they found out about Miss Jen and like everyone was kind of in bad spirits and everyone kind of left and then it was just him and Gina and Gina could tell that he wasn't you know happy and so to lift his spirits she complimented um, complimented his idea and asked to hear the song and I thought that was interesting like those are like direct parallels and I think that shows how well they really know each other and and their dynamic is off. I, I will say that the dynamic between them is off, but I think that shows that even though they're not exactly the same, they they still do understand each other to some extent. So right, yeah, th- that was a good moment. I the like parallel it. is almost bar for bar, you guys. They like the same, it's the crazy. Same they both say that their idea sounded cool, and then in both season both one. Yeah, Ricky's like, seriously? And then Gina's like, really, really? And it's just so crazy. Yeah. So satisfying to Arena. But like, I think it really just highlights that even though their understanding of each other is not quite on the same page as it used to be, they still care about each other and want to support each other's ideas, which is important. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't think that. Or most people wouldn't expect Ricky to really be as supporting of Gina's, like, not of Gina's idea, but of of Gina as a person, kind of, because she assumed he got those chocolates. But we see that that's definitely not the case. In the same scene, he makes a joke and he says, what, do I need to send you a box of chocolates to prove it? And a lot of people have interpreted this scene differently. But I've been discourse for days, for days. It's still ongoing. Happened last night, like... It's crazy, but yeah. Yeah, but definitely I would say that Ricky was a bit, like trying to make a joke about it and ease her 
nerves about it of course because that is a nervous not a nervous a nerve-wracking situation yeah a lot of people i don't want to knock anyone's like opinions of the scene like we can all have our own opinions like i will say like i get passionate and i might say something out of line but at the end of the day we can all have our own opinions like i know i saw some people saying that he was almost like making fun of the situation and insinuating that he would never do a big gesture like that for her which that's not the vibe that I got at all we have no I just want to clarify that we have no idea how that conversation went down with her explaining why Ricky thought why she thought Ricky got her the chocolates in the first place and it's been a running joke with them for a couple of days and so I'm assuming that the way that her reasoning came off like she she brushed it off pretty much right they i think she, ricky turned it into a joke yeah ricky only made the joke because she probably well we can already see in her confessional she also is like oh the situation's brushed off you know it's not a big deal and so ricky's first instinct is to joke about it and ease the tension and i don't really think that he's wrong for that especially because gina even though she doesn't really feel that it's that funny she's still going along with his joke and, and he, he has no yeah. reason to think that oh, it's, it's not a joke mm-hmm. or it can't be a joke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely don't think he's trying to be malicious with it. It's, it's just, just a painful for her. Yeah, it's a really frustrating and sucky situation for her that something that was probably really embarrassing and really hurtful has been turned into a joke and he doesn't know and she has to play along. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it sucks. It's just it's a lose it's a lose lose situation. Like, right. it's no one's fault. It's not Ricky's fault. It's not her fault. It's no one's fault. It's just teenagers, man. Yeah, <laughs> the way it is right now. And I I feel for her so bad. Like, Gina is the strongest person on the show. One of the strongest, I think, characters. She's so selfless. Watch very self selfless she sacrifices a lot she's always giving 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 and giving and she's never receiving and And that's why i think people give her a little too much hate for the things that she doesn't completely get right like -hmm. in this episode with her and ashlyn as you see in the episode even from this scene that we're talking about when ashlyn tries to butt in about the joke she kind of brushes her off, and this is like the beginning of have her you ever, brushing like, her off. Have people never brush off a friend where they're really in their emotions? Like, right? I've done it all the time. I'll be like, "Bitch, get on my face!" Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, like you can talk okay. to her about this later. You live with her. Why are you trying to bring this up at school? And that's first not even of all. Ashlyn's fault. Like, again, these are teenagers' with right. emotions. Like, she's hurting, and it's it's no one's fault. You know, like she's just they're teenagers. They act on instinct. They act with their emotions. It's it's no one's fault. And Ashlyn doesn't have... A, the whole point of that is to show Ashlyn doesn't have a full understanding of Jeannie yet. And so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to continue. And she's going to become more and more... Not educated, but like... Yeah, like educated on Gina and how she handles her emotions. And ha- maybe help her with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like throughout this episode, we see Gina not open up to Carlos, not open up to Ashlyn. So I think I have a couple of theories on what's going to happen. I think she's going to continue being closed off to everyone until she just like kind of until she kind of like bursts out at Ricky, honestly. Yeah. That could happen. 
And Ricky will be stunned and just confused because he has no idea what's going on. So that's an option. I think she'll continue to be closed off with Ashlyn until Ashlyn kind of like pushes her to be open with her. And then we have that moment between them. And then lastly, I think maybe EJ is the one that's able to get through to her. And that's why they become so close in the second half. Right. So there's a couple of different options or like theories of what could happen. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes because obviously she's going to open up to someone. Like it's right. The way she's been bottling up her emotions for a couple episodes now, like it's something's bound to come out eventually to somebody. So I'm just curious to see who that's going to be first. Right. I've been thinking a lot about the EJ and Gina friendship and how that's going to go. Because it comes out of nowhere. And listening to how um, Matt has described it, I think it's going to definitely be like a, not a parallel situations type thing exactly, but something similar where their conversations with each other are going to make them both learn things. Mm -hmm. And so like they can go off and both develop. So like maybe they'll have a conversation and both of them will be like, oh, maybe we should be open with our emotions. And so maybe Gina will go open up to somebody and EJ will go open up to somebody else, you Mm -hmm. know, or something like that. Or maybe they'll open up to each other. I agree. That makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think because they they're not as similar characters as some people want to make them out to be. I don't think they are. I really don't. They're They're really not, but I think that the main similarity between them at this point in the story is that neither of them really have a person to fully confide in. Mm. Because Gina did used to have that, and she doesn't anymore because Ricky is with Nini and they can't really have that connection anymore. Mm -hmm. And then EJ just never has really had that at all. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Excited to see how that goes. In episode six, they seem, that's, I feel like, is where they're really, really seeing, like, attached at the hip. It's episode six, so. I wonder if something happens in episode five or that episode where they really start to open up. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the second half of the season to see that friendship blossom. For sure. Yeah, and so then after Gina kind of gives her confessional about what's going on with um, Ricky, they're, like, talking or whatever, and then Nini comes busting through the doors. Mm-hmm. She wanted to <laughs> surprise everybody. And, okay, the, the the way this was shot was so weird because Nini comes in and she's, like, surprised, and you see – Big Red and Ashlyn, like, they're happy, shocked, and then it cuts to Gina and Ricky joining the frame, and they don't look happy at all. No, Ricky literally looks like he got caught red-handed, and, like, I don't know why. He looks so... That was such a weird choice of frame. Guilty. And that being directly after the Ricky and Gina scene made it even Mm -hmm. more, like strange like they could have put something between that yeah gina looks like sick to her stomach and then ricky looks completely gobsmacked so yeah and that was a normal reaction from her and i mean right people will say i'm sure people have already said it that she's like terrible and she's mean for reacting that way towards nini and i don't think it has anything to do with nini as a person gina likes nini she's shown plenty of times that she likes nini I think it's just a normal reaction of a teenage girl who likes somebody for their, you know, their girlfriend to come in. Like, the initial feeling is going to be 
it's going to be jealousy. Like, right. it's going to be sadness. It's going to be anger. So I wouldn't read into that that much. I don't think she hates Nini. She likes her. Nini even describes her as someone that she wanted to go back to at the end of the episode. I think it's just yeah, teenagers with feelings. We react some way sometimes. So. Right. Yeah. Because at this point, Gina thinks, or well, to basically everyone, her crush is unrequited. So, mm-hmm. you know, that puts her in a bad position. Like, she might not even feel comfortable with Nini now that she's really aware of her feelings. Especially in this episode where she's really starting to become aware of them. Right. So then, yeah, so then it cuts to Ricky smiling, and then it cuts to them in the hallway, I guess, like, catching up or whatever. He spins her around, so they have, like, a little spin hug. Which, do you, do you get deja vu? Yeah. I got yeah, deja vu. Was, I got sick to my stomach, that's what I got. I, I got deja vu, and then I got sick. I literally, no, I was watching with Ro, and we literally paused it, and we were like, is this is, did we just I watch the same my thing eyes. i couldn't believe like, my eyes it felt like i got slapped in the face i felt like a fever dream like i had to pinch myself i was like am i actually watching the episode or did i fall asleep because like, it felt like something that would be in my nightmares yeah i cannot believe they gave a spin hug it felt to like Ricky a slap in the face like that's something that Rainus have held close to their hearts for a year and a half you guys Promise, how'd you feel when you watched it for the first time? Oh, I was, like, I paused it. Literally, I thought I was seeing things. I had just woken up, and I was like, let me watch the episode. So excited. And I caught that (laughs) shit, and I was like, you know what? Let me go eat breakfast. It was so sick. Yeah, and, like, I don't really get, so, obviously, like, I say this every episode. Like, I feel like you should know by now. We all ship Ricky and Dina. And, I mean, I don't get bothered by Ricky and Nini Fluff, like, I really don't like I'll watch it and I'll be like okay whatever next scene so I'm usually in phase but right. that really pushed my butt in. it was that oh. for me and it was also the forehead kiss like I don't know something about the forehead kiss two. doesn't bother me I don't know it's just like okay I know but me and Vicky have always been the so in your face always kissing like on the mouth type so like for them to have little moments like a spin hug and a forehead kiss I was like this is just making me sad like, dang, yeah. Gina's getting nothing. No hugs from nobody. Nobody likes her. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not okay, even that nobody likes down. her, but, like, nobody's... Ashlyn doesn't even give her hugs. Like, damn. <laughs> like, I know she's sick. And I'm just glad that they didn't have I'm so glad she didn't Gina so, see that. Oh, my God. I I'm glad they took that, that to the hallway. I'm not... Hello, episode six where Ricky and Gina were spin hugging and Nini was watching and they made Gina watch. I'd be, oh my god. Yeah, I would I probably I have cope. really strangled somebody because... Drugs. I would have turned to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's funny, like, the Ricky and Nini spin hug had to be done in private, but Ricky and Gina's spin hug was for the world to see. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. Yeah, like... And then and then Ricky's like, Oh, what are you doing here? And she was like, Oh, I just came to give you this. <laughs> no, it was so corny. Was oh so my god. Weird. I rewatched with my brother and I'm he not was, to look at it right now. He was like, Their kisses are so nasty. And They're I was like, so I know. <laughs> they literally are unnatural like, what the hell? Ugh. Ugh. And then like, ugh. 
Ugh, I can't even rewatch it, you guys. I'm about to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna do a live react. <laughs> guys, <laughs> give me one second. Uh, I'm about to do a live reaction. Oh, spin stuff. hug. Okay. Thought you'd Did be you say all spin hug by now. <laughs> Plus, I had to bring you this. But their kisses do look a little different to me than I feel like earlier. They're better. This season, they're better. But they were a little different. nastier to me. Like it this one looks me, a little like, more innocent. Comfortable. Yeah. And not in a like, oh, their chemistry is so good. Like I feel like I'm watching a private moment. Right. You know how usually in Disney shows or even in like sitcoms and things, like their kisses problem. are short and sweet. But I think these go on a little too long. I think that's the problem. You're right. The kisses are too long. Like, They're it's a little too long. Like, I feel like if you did a cute little peck and that's they, like, the look at each other lovingly afterwards, that's fine. But yeah, they kiss the problem. really long. It's, like, a like, maybe two seconds too long. It's like, damn. I, yeah, no, I think that's the problem. I think the shots were too long. I think if yeah. they were shorter, it wouldn't bother me too In shows like this, you either have an epic kiss moment, or then you have a you have a short peck. There's no really in between. Yeah. So why are they and so the all problem these with their kisses, kisses is that they're too so long, long for the context of the scene. No, you're yeah. so right. You actually pointed. I think you you hit it right on the head. Why the their yeah. kisses are kind of they make me uncomfortable. Me. It's like because it really does feel like you're watching something you're not supposed to be watching. Like. And it's I don't not even know. in a good way, it's just in a weird way. And then there's also a moment like that at the end of the episode that made me really uncomfortable. Yes, but me too. To it was weird. Like, the dialogue I don't know weird. what they were trying to suggest. Oh my that. god, it's so weird. But yeah, anyways. Yeah, um, moving on from that wretched kiss, um, Miss Jen offers to drive Nini to the bus stop because her driver canceled and i'm just like i think it's kind of weird that miss jen would offer when she has things to run why wouldn't she be like why would mr m do it or something realistically but i understand what they were going for he thought he was gonna meet his just true love at at duke and especially after what happened with nini like oh man it's it hurts it really it's sucks. sad actually i feel like they really could have touched on that this season but they're probably not going to touch on it um he like really was thing. in love he really was in love with nini right he's literally been trying to find his true love forever he literally said he's never had he's never not had a girlfriend in so long i can assume and then when he started dating nini he immediately was in love with her they were dating five weeks when he told her i love you like he thought that she was going to be it for him and of course ricky has a medal like they weren't even that bad of a couple when they were both interested in each other yeah, it's just like I think the the issue with EJ and Nini is that Nini was never going to be invested in him in the way that he was into her. Right. He deserves someone. I'm kind of sad that they were doing this whole self discovery plot. He's like, just perfect as somebody's boyfriend. Somebody get him a girl or a boy. Somebody like he's just perfect as somebody's boyfriend. Plain and simple. We saw that at the beginning of season one. Like he's just perfect. But maybe that's just me being biased. They're always trying to humble him. For no like, reason. Damn. He's a loser. Like He already no didn't school. get into Duke. No girlfriend. <laughs> Barely any no, friends. No lead role. Lost 695 followers. <laughs> Next episode, he's going to get slushied. <laughs> <laughs> 
please. And his loser era for real, like it's bad. I'm surprised there are no like genuine bullies in the show so far. Like, is a bully. <laughs> like where are the people that hate theater kids? Because right. they need to have some. That'd be fun it's conflict EJ's for them parents. to explore. Oh yeah. <laughs> EJ's yes, dad slushies him for not getting in the dude. You're you're disgraceless to him. You're a loser. No, I wonder if we're gonna get to hear about what how how that conversation goes down. I right, so. I want to see if EJ's dad's a dilf. <laughs> no, literally, <laughs> it's gonna be his dad calling him a loser and disgrace. And he's like, you know what? People would love to be a loser like me. <laughs> he's gonna break out into song. Please, Disney owns the rights to Glee now. They can do it. Mm-hmm. They can make it happen. <gasps> what if they? Okay really Glee random what if they had a glee episode like if they had a summer season and like they had assignments at summer camp and one of them was like a glee cover day that'd be so fun that'd be great they to steal they've already kind of stolen a lot from glee i feel like that they just need to go 100 percent for it and just keep doing it like right. you need to hide it now i just need like, i don't know if it would work in this season but i just need an episode where somebody hits their head and all the characters become each other. I don't that know if you've gone so to that episode yet, but that's my fa- one of my favorites. It's just oh my god, so funny! Nini ends the conversation when Miss Jen pulls her out, and EJ's just stuck there being sad again because Nini's advice always amounts to nothing every time she tries to give advice. So then Carlos and Gina are telling everybody that they're working on the two ideas for the dance separately and then they're going to do a vote and then we see again miss jen and nini and they're stuck in the car and they're talking about yak we cut back to the kids and the power's out so they all go outside to watch the snow in the hallway and gina and carlos automatically still have their conflict kind of because gina's first instinct is to go into survival mode and make sure everybody's safe which is like so cute she's adorable and perfect um, and Carlos is like, it's really not that deep. Like, it's just a power outage and a storm. We're fine. Um, but then Gina sends everybody all across the school to get supplies. So they all go off to do that. And then we get that really weird joke of Red and Ashlyn talking about conserving body heat. Ew. <laughs> In Courtney's face, that was probably the funniest moment of the episode they're such yeah. a weird couple and i hate it mm-hmm. i hate what they've done to big red's character it makes me really upset it's so weird to me you guys i, I don't know where their development has gone how did they go from being nervous nervous to kiss each other on new year's to wanting to be all on each other like i don't i don't see it either no. terrible nasty i don't know and, and i hate when ashley calls him biggie it's so <laughs> weird to me <laughs> no, because when she called him that in the fixed phone call, I was like, is Julia just like improvising or something? But no, this is like actually like can- canonically what um Ashlyn calls red, which is so weird. So funny. <laughs> They're so, I don't know. Like, I know it's just not me, but if I were ever in a relationship, there's like so much thing I would not do in front of people. So the fact that they're just doing all that willy-nilly I'm just like oh my gosh one thing I didn't like about the scene where they're all out watching the snow though was that Courtney's first instinct is immediately back to where it was 
before season two and her first priority is Nini again and I was like I can already see that happening and I don't want to see it anymore literally she literally was like oh I need to check on Nini I need to check on Nini like I understand it but damn Reed didn't say That's nothing not... it's literally right for her character to say that anymore that something Ricky should have said because in reality this Courtney season two Courtney would have been like oh my gosh who am I gonna get to cover my shift or whatever yeah right without me blah 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 Ricky did text her in the next scene and they showed the text mm-hmm. but I'm surprised he didn't say anything yeah yeah also what the hell was he saying in that text like let me look at it right now it was like um hope you're I hope you're okay me and Big Red love a rescue mission if you want us to come get you. I was including Red, like, I just believe the three of them were They're funny. so nasty, because why are they stealing stealing our things? I know, like, text parallel to go to hell. The <laughs> party FaceTime, go to hell. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but I love the, the way that they make these kids text in the show, you guys. It's so funny, like... And Nini's like, we're stuck in the snow and like all these old lady emojis. <laughs> and Ricky texts with all caps and with all these emojis. Oh my god, it's so funny. Really? Are you okay? You know, rescue missions are kind of Big Red and I's specialty. I love you. <laughs> my mother, that sounds like something my mother would text me like, my gosh, where's the spark? Ricky couldn't even rescue Red out of that locker. Right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't know. I think that... Yeah, why does he always keep bringing up Red now? It, with their relationship. That's kind of weird. I literally don't buy for a second that Red and Nini were friends. Especially since childhood. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And all and to think that Red was originally supposed to have the crush on and um, not Gina. I'm actually happy they scrapped that because can you imagine? I'd feel so bad for Ashlyn. Can you imagine if Red had a crush on Nini? He went to Ashlyn, eventually fell for her, but with how insecure she's feeling on top of Nini coming back and everybody already calling her the perfect Belle, and then finding out your boyfriend had a crush on her, I think. Her confidence was literally shattered into pieces. Right, like, I wouldn't listen to a thing he said. Like, I literally, I think it would kill her. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we see the scene, another scene of Nini and Miss Jen, and they're talking about Yak, because Miss Jen's like, you know what, Nini, I feel so bad, because I know your school is probably the bomb, and you're so sad that you can't be there right now and I don't know I think it's kind of funny like Nini tries to like be like oh yeah but then like she's immediately like I hate it there I'm so depressed please I I never want to go back like I just think (laughs) that it was funny how fast she stopped playing that game that's literally me though like it's like when somebody asks for like access you can get them if they can get you food and it's like hey do you want something no I'm good are you sure? I mean, now that you're offering, I guess. Right. Or like when you're about to cry and someone's like, are you okay? And you just start crying. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. But yeah, so Nini starts opening up about how terrible her yak schedule would be if she was actually there. 
And I was like, damn, like, she really did get into a cult and she didn't even realize it. Like, she was like, yeah, we have um, muted Mondays where we can't speak after class for the rest of the night. Like, what? That's so crazy for me. Like, I get it sometimes, but overall, I really think it does not affect your voice. Like, on Glee, since they're, you know, acting, they're talking 24-7, redoing all these takes, and then they head to the studio and record. Right. And it sounds great. Wouldn't you think that if you're quiet all the time, when you do start to talk for your vo- like your role, your voice would be weird? Right. It's like laying down for... It's like laying down and then you wake up with the... What's it called? When your leg feels like TV static? Your leg just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like when you sit down for too long and then you have to get up and your legs are like asleep. Like, it just makes me question everything. It's like... <laughs> oh my gosh yeah when I was a kid and after the pool was closed every summer in like the middle of winter I would start freaking out because I think like I'd be like I forgot how to swim I forgot how to swim what am I gonna do and I'd like fill the bathtub up with water and be like let me practice let me practice <laughs> I'd like it's like that yeah like I don't know I don't think being mute for an entire day would really be condu- like and then it's not even a singing school it's an acting school like what the hell and then miss jen keeps like making assumptions about the school and it's definitely making it worse because she's like oh yeah and then what happens like it must be like a slumber party every night and nini's like no actually we have to go to bed at, like 8 30 and nobody's allowed to talk <laughs> i can oh my gosh it's so bad for her that's literally an earlier bedtime than my church camp so that's how you know it's a lot and then she's like, um, oh, well, at least you can curl up and watch the snow with hot chocolate. And Nini's like, actually, I can't. Yak banned hot chocolate because it's bad for you. Like, what the hell? Like, no school is doing that. Like, they were just milking it. They were trying to make that school seem as miserable as possible. But also, all of these little things, I'm like, like, maybe the muted Mondays was, would be the one that really pisses me off. Like, the hot chocolate and the quiet bedtime, like, all right, girl. I feel like they should have shown these things to make it feel like a little more extreme. Mm-hmm. If um, we could have saw more of Nini and Emily, I think it would have been funny to see like the clock behind them on that desk while they're talking, and it like goes to eight thirty, and Nini tries to say something about what they did in class today, and Emily's like, Shh. and he's like, like trying to whisper instead because yeah. she's loud. She's like, oh well, let me just. She's like. Shh. <laughs> And she's trying to go quiet and quieter, and then she's like, no, it's bedtime. <laughs> bedtime. Yeah. I, I, there definitely old. were ways they could have incorporated that a little bit more, but I do also understand that the yak thing probably wasn't the best production-wise after everything happened. Yeah. But, yeah. So, honestly, Nini really was down pretty bad and i think that miss jen was really supportive here i haven't been hating her as much as everybody has been and i don't know if i'm just starting to like stop listening to the timeline so much but i don't think i hate her as much as i feel like i once did like she really does seem to care about them and then like last season she was kind of all over the place she definitely seems a little bit more organized with what she was doing now Mm mm-hmm so, I don't know. I definitely don't hate her as much. 
she's pretty sweet and genuine. I mean, the only weird things that I would still criticize her for is her casting techniques um, and the fact that she is seeing Ricky's dad. But, yeah. Um, I think the scene where, or the line where Nini goes, I have to put on my best face in the morning, and she's, like, really dramatic, and, like, trying not to cry, like, oh my god, I felt bad, I really did. When I watched it for the first time, like, I was just like, blah, 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 like, whatever, but honestly, like, any stand you want, (laughs) I, I, I can empathize with her, they really, like, I feel like stifled her creativity and kind of stifled what am i saying they kind of like squashed her her quirkiness and i mean i would never want someone to stay in a place that they're not happy and the way she described yak it literally sounded like a prison and so i mean i understand where she's coming from um i respect that she was able to say you know what like i was wrong i thought this is what i wanted but it's not I thought that I had to run away to chase my dreams, but I don't. I can cultivate my passions. I can find what I love while staying at East High, while staying here at home. And so, I mean, I, I can respect that. I can. Right. I think that she definitely didn't leave for no reason. A lot of people have been trying to be like, oh, she just left because she wants to be back with Ricky or she just... I mean, so she's, she's generally she's like actually miserable at that point. right like for she real. is miserable and even though we haven't got to see it i think that she definitely proved that it's not good for her creatively and that's mm-hmm. the main reason she was there so why not be at east high where she can still flourish creatively and have the support of all her friends yeah and i think she's realizing that maybe she doesn't want to be an actress yeah, I also think that too. I think she's probably going to tune into the music side of things. Basically, which Olivia Rodrigo. Boom. Yeah. I think Nini and Liv have always been kind of intertwined in that way, though. So mm-hmm. maybe that will be the plot of yeah her arc. Interesting. Which is interesting. Um. So, but the next scene mm. has been very divisive on the timeline. Mm. I will say that. So it's with Gina, and Gina's running down the stairs, and she gets stopped in the hallway by Red and Ricky. And Red is like, Gina, 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 please, I have to tell you this stupid text that Ricky is about to send to Nini. It's so stupid and silly, and he should never send it. And Ricky's like, please, no, don't tell anybody. Um, But Red tells Gina, and basically Ricky's text was about how he wishes that Nini was his... No, he wishes that he was Nini's dream and that she would turn around her bus and stay with him forever. Zero bars. Zero. Yeah, and just basically really highlighting how clingy Ricky has gotten. That text was weird down. It was pretty creepy. And honestly, if if Nini had been thriving at Yak and she got that text, she would probably feel sick to her stomach. Like, what what do you do then? I feel guilty. I actually have to say, I didn't talk about that as much because I feel like so many other things just overshadowed this moment. Ricky was absolutely selfish and out of line and disgusting for that text. And y'all know I love right. him. Like, love him. Like, he's my son. He's my second favorite character on the show after Gina. But that text was 
disgusting. Like, I think it was so selfish and yeah, so out of line. Literally. I can't believe he would even think of sending that. I have to be honest. Yes. Like, what was he thinking? Because think about it. He doesn't know that she was struggling at Yak, really, because they haven't been opening up to each other. Like, imagine sending that, the fact that he and she's going somewhere where she thinks she's happy. Crazy. And I know, I know he has attachment issues. Like, I know, I know he do- I know he has his issues, but I just can't, I can't think of a reason as to why he think that text would be okay. I mean, I guess I'm disappointed he's in taking, him. he, he kind of took Nini's words a little out of context. Because at the beginning of the episode, she says, you know, we can talk about this. You don't have to guard your emotions from me. But he kind of takes it to the extreme. And he's like, you can't leave ever. You need to turn this bus around and come back forever. Um, but the thing that really gets me is, Two people have told you not to send this text, and you're still going to send it in the form of a voicemail later on? That's weird. I think the Nini stands kind of one because, yo, we have to be honest here. If Nini would have sent that text to him, she would have been crucified upside down all over the place for days. Mm -hmm. Like, that text was just out of line, period. We we have to be honest. It just wasn't a good text. It It was definitely embarrassing, and it was out of line, and truthfully he could have articulated those feelings in a way that didn't put that pressure on her like she would have felt so guilty like he could have said maybe i wish you could stay forever but i understand that you can't and i support your dreams but really he just said like turn the bus around Mm -hmm. and in voicemail it's terrible to hear like oh my gosh because at least as a text she can be like she could read it in a joking tone if she wants to look right. it that way. But a voice then, it's, like he was dead serious. And then it's like, we'll talk about it when we get to that part. But like, he ran all the way to the train station because that's what he wanted to tell her. To not that's get so Why do you keep train? It's a freaking bus. <laughs> he ran all the way to the bus station because he wanted to tell her to stay. It's so bad. And then he doesn't, which, okay, I guess good for him. Like, that was selfless. Just to freaking tell try to tell her over the phone like are you joking sorry ricky's just that really disappointed me and i know he's going through his stuff and i understand why he did what he did because he's he's really he has attachment issues yeah he has he doesn't know how to not be on either side of the spectrum like he doesn't know how to find a medium too much or too little yeah right he's either not attached at all because he doesn't want the hurt or he's hurt and he's gonna put all of his yeah yeah that's why i don't do too much with ricky because there are reasons to why he acts the way he does he needs therapy nonetheless it was still disappointing to see that behavior from him yeah so we hear that he's gonna send this text he's already embarrassed so i'm like first of all why would you even go about sending this if you're so embarrassed to even hear it be said out loud yeah so he's fully embarrassed and gina just looks broken she's I can't even imagine, like, first of all, there's the issue of, I left for a week, not even a week, how long is she gone? Three days, something like that? No, she was a week. Yeah, she left for a week. She got texts checking in on her, but she she never got a text that was saying, I wish you could turn your plane around and come back. She never got something so open and so, like, Ricky was hurting when she left, but she never got something so emotionally open from him she never got anything like that so that's strike one 
strike two she has the crush on ricky already and to know that he fully is so invested in nini like can't think about anything else is like would literally jump off of a cliff if she didn't come back that's painful because it's like dang we're all here to support you and you just don't care because you want nini to come back Hmm. and then there's the fact that this is all being vocalized while he's kind of joking about the valentine still Mm. so it's really not looking good for her and there's just a shot where you can see her go through like eight different emotions at once she's just like and they don't notice any of them yeah ricky's just smiling at her he he doesn't know this is me off about the discourse that's been had everyone keeps saying that Ricky notices a shift, he notices whatever, like, he knows that Gina likes him, and that's why Big he told Big Red not to say anything. And I just have, I don't agree with that at all. Like, we even see before Gina even, like, approaches them that the text is embarrassing, and Big Red keeps pointing out that the text is embarrassing, and then Gina, not Gina, Big Red wants to bring in a girl's pers- perspective, and People are saying that Ricky told him not to say anything because he doesn't want to hurt Gina's feelings. But I think he didn't want Big Red to say anything because the text was stupid. Like, it was. And he just seemed embarrassed by it. And I just don't think that that explanation makes sense because he wouldn't do some of the things that he's been doing. For example, the chocolate joke. He would not be joking like that with her in that manner if he knew. He also just seems completely oblivious in the sense that like after they have that conversation with Nini he's smiling like a dum-dum like they never even talked about it because he doesn't know that she's affected by this conversation he doesn't know that she's affected by Nini because he doesn't know that she likes him Mm -hmm. yeah for sure she's literally grieving in front of him and I mean he can't tell because she's good at guarding her emotions. Right after she goes through all these emotions, she's like, you know what, Ricky? I'm just glad that I ran into you because I found a Twix bar by my locker and I can only assume it's your last Valentine to me. And so he thinks everything's okay. There's no reason to think that she would be hurt about it. She's making jokes about it herself and she's playing off because she knows deep down that if she doesn't give an answer that isn't not what he wants to hear because she did tell him to not send it but that isn't perfectly calculated and like lets him know something's up there's gonna be drama and she cannot be she knows that as the person that she was last semester she can't be the person that's starting the drama and that's ultimately what it is that's why she won't open up to ashlyn or carlos either because she knows if she tells one of them it's going to get back to somebody that it doesn't need to get back to. Right. I don't know. I just think it's weird because I feel like in this episode especially, like, there's certain shots and certain, like, pieces of dialogue where they're trying to make it obvious that Ricky has no idea what she's going through and people are turning it into the opposite, which I don't really get. I mean, everyone interprets scenes in different ways, but I just don't know how you could come into the scene and, and think that he knows that Gina has a crush on him. If you want to make the argument that he's noticed a shift in their relationship, then maybe we can have that conversation. But I don't think that he knows about her crush at all. 
not not even an inkling to yeah be quite honest yeah I think if anything he would have realized that their communication just hasn't been completely on the same page as before right but he still barely gets that because he still thinks that this joke is funny to them both right I don't know and if I'm wrong later in the season like I'll admit I was wrong but Ricky would never intentionally do some of the things that he's been doing if he knew that it would hurt Gina not just because he truly cares about Gina but because that's just not the type of person that he is like this is the same Ricky in episode five who said something really cool to Gina and five minutes later went up and apologized to her this is the same Ricky that went up and apologized to EJ right like Ricky is just not that type of person who would intentionally try to hurt people because he's he's mean at his core you know especially not with Gina and not where their relationship is now like that's someone that he really really cares about I promise you if he knew something was hurting her he would never do it and so that's why I don't understand this narrative of that he knows it just doesn't make sense to me and then they use another moment later in the episode which really doesn't make sense really 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 doesn't make sense to me at all that's honestly the moment I would least expect people to use to justify that he knows, but we'll get to it anyways. Yeah. So they kind of joke about the chocolate thing one more time and Red looks completely, I don't, I wouldn't say he looks confused about the joke. He looks more so weirded out that they're joking about it. And like, rightfully so, I kind of had the same expression on my face when I first watched it. I don't know. I was like, Gina, girl, you know this joke is not funny to you. Why would you even bring it back up? Like, I know she, I feel like really at the core of it, she wants to feel close to Ricky again. And if she has to joke at her own expense to do it, she's going to do it. And that's, it's like sad, but also just very telling of how badly she needs a friend. Yeah, Yeah, Big Red's reaction confused me because even like when they were in, whatever back at rehearsal like they were joking like big red was looking at him and i don't know if that's just his face but it's the same (laughs) look that he was giving on the facetime call and so i feel like he if anyone he has an inkling and so from my point of view if he has an inkling why would he even try and drag gina into that conversation in the first place i know a lot of questions that right i can't tell if he thinks that it was kind of opportune that Gina was the one that walked down mm-hmm. or if he would have asked any old girl you know because I like I can't tell honestly I want to say that it would have I want to say that he would have asked any girl that would have came in and it would have been the same reaction from Ricky just because of the text and I think the situation in general was so weird it just yeah. happened to be Gina yeah I don't know I but I also am like red doesn't know like i don't know i don't know how i would expect him to know i feel like just based on i think he's just an awkward person yeah yeah i don't know after watching it the first time i was like oh yeah red is definitely sick for dragging gina into this but i also don't really think the responsibility is on him to know how everybody's feeling before a conversation good point yeah so they finish this conversation up because Ashlyn comes in talking about something and she's looking for Big Red. And 
So Ricky and Red leave to go do whatever she asks them to do. And Ashlyn's like, hey, what just happened? Y'all all look really awkward. And Gina's like, not now, please. And she looks so upset. And it just breaks my heart. She's definitely holding a lot right now, especially because she can't tell anybody. I feel like I really do feel like she's hiding things because she doesn't want them to get back to people. But like, I also am like, I don't think that would happen. I don't know. I can't see Ashlyn telling anybody anything that Gina would have to say, you know. But maybe she would. I don't know. I feel like either of the people that she can open up to right now have ways of getting that back to either Nini or Ricky. So I would probably back off too. The next scene is a funny little scene with Courtney and Seb again. And I really do like them as a duo now, you guys. Me too. They've grown on me. Yeah. At first I was like, this is such a cop-out. 108 was just so bad that they just need to redeem everything but they're playing um mother and son and they're cute like their dynamic is adorable yeah i like that friendship so i thought that was pretty cute um i think the line about seb getting struck by lightning on the farm was so funny she was like you you're a better power conductor than me you got struck by lightning one time and i'm like what (laughs) And they're so funny. I thought Mr. M was fine this episode as well. I hate to um, say it. My issue with Mr. M is that where was his energy in episode two when Ricky really needed someone to push him and motivate him? Right. Like, I mean, I understand that he probably is like college is a much bigger deal than play auditions because he's a science teacher. But also, come on. And maybe, I'm also like, maybe he ties the value of the students based on their grades, and that's why he's so supportive to EJ and didn't really care about what Ricky had going on. But also, what the hell? Because he dragged Ricky for everything, like, everything, and then just left. But he gave constructive criticism to EJ. I don't know. Maybe he just likes EJ more. I don't know. But yeah, I think that scene was fine. I don't know if I really... Like, I like the idea of EJ being in the AV club, obviously, and being a part of the announcements. But I just can't stand Mr. M. And seeing him with one of my favorites really does um, put some hate in my heart, I will have to say. I can't imagine... DJ in the AV club, I feel like, like the way Mr. M said, well, about the, the stories line, right? I feel like EJ would walk in there and sit down and be like, hi, I'm EJ Caswell, <laughs> and I'm a media provider. <laughs> EJ, like it's an AV. <laughs> Please. He's so, yeah. Um, I don't know what that, I don't know what he meant by that line, though. Um, he was like, "Yeah, here at the AV Club, we tell each- we tell people stories." I mean, they really okay. don't. <laughs> like, I was like, "It's really just the like a school whatever announcements, right?" I was literally like, "Whatever that means," because what are you talking about? Not- but I guess maybe he's gonna like, oh, maybe EJ's gonna be like the. I was about to say like the gossip 
gossip column, but like that wouldn't really make sense. For AV, though, I never think of them telling their own stories because right. they'll be telling others. Other people's stories. The theater kids' story, if you think about it, because no way any of them are working a camera like that. For the I was about to say, what if he does a profile on Gina, but. Aww. Oh, Wait, gosh. that would the be life, cute. The life of your average teenage girl. Aww. Life of a transfer student. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What's it like being new kid? You're, he'd be like, Gina's one of the most oppressed minorities of all time. <laughs> a transfer student. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> my god. She's like, please. You wouldn't get it. I'm a transfer. But yeah, Either I mean, or be eaten. I really don't know what that picture. Um, if anyone's listening and doesn't know what picture I'm talking to, talking about, it's a picture of Gina and EJ hosting the announcements or again. yeah, like co-anchoring, I guess. Um, I don't, I can't imagine Gina joining it. I really can't. Like, maybe she's gonna quit drama momentarily. Mm, I don't see that. I think she's I don't trying know. to up her free time like you know how have you guys seen those tweets of people like with the laptop wearing headphones eating and texting and it's like oh me consuming multiple pieces of media to avoid thoughts yeah avoid thoughts i feel like that's like what she's doing just doing other stuff yeah maybe maybe she's gonna take a literally take a step back from being so involved with like everybody else's life yeah i don't know Mm. And I like I'm like I can't even see her being there permanently. But I don't know. I really don't. I'm excited to see that storyline. But yeah. Um then we get another scene, guys, of Miss Jen and Nini. And this one's really where Miss Jen gets to shine because she talks about why she knew Broadway wasn't her dream anymore and why she became a teacher. And I thought that that story was really cute and touching about how she um, was auditioning for Frozen Broadway and she really ended up being more attached to like a little kid that was auditioning for young Elsa instead of the play. And I was like, that was so sweet. Um, She's better than me because if somebody threw up on me, I'd probably kill them. Drop is so disgusting like oh my god yeah that little girl threw up on me and the only words on my script left were let it go and i was like that was that was a smart pun that was good that was funny um but then nini kind of talks about how she feels kind of like ungrateful to be leaving yak because her mom's worked hard to pay for it and ricky's proud of her whatever basically jenna's like everyone just wants you to be happy nini so, like, do what makes you happy. And I honestly think that Nini just shouldn't have, should have never wasted Miss Jed's time after that point. She should have been like, okay, then take me back home after we get this car moving. Right. Like, damn. She already had her mind made up, too. So I really don't know why she went to the train bus station anyway. Just for the song, too. I feel like... She could have sang the song in Miss Jen's car or something. Yeah, I feel like there's so many ways they could have done it. Literally, having her do what everybody does and stare at the window like it's a music video. Right. And she could have just been passing shops. And, like, 
this show, literally nothing literally needs to make sense, especially while driving, because they haven't showed us any locations. She could literally just drive past Salt Lake Slices and see her friends through the window, see other stuff through the window that's reminding her of Gap, that's reminding her of Ricky, and, like, these shop windows, and, like, the churches in that. Right. It, they could have done a better music video if that's what they really wanted to do so bad, yeah. but they also could have made it a nice montage moment, like, out of the old... It definitely should have been a montage moment. Because what the fuck? Like, the, the episode <laughs> literally ends with Gina storming off and not talking to Ashlyn. And then, like, that's the end of her story for the episode. Like, what? EJ never gets a resolution. After Mr. M walks away from him, he looks depressed and he comes back in the room Plus, at the they, end. They obviously are going to do continuing um, with these storylines, and I guess they wanted to leave them open-ended. Like, these are going to be their arcs. Yeah. yeah okay. Just, it sounds like a montage <laughs> song. That's the problem. Yeah. Because, like, who wants to just see... Like, I don't know. When I'm watching a show, I don't want to see a character for more than five minutes when there's so they many other characters. They definitely made it a montage. Like, they did in, um episode we did y'all just say that like they did mm-hmm. episode seven yeah yeah like honestly they could have shown maybe because i know they're definitely never going to show us ej having that conversation with his parents they could have showed us in a montage or something mm-hmm. how that went because they're never so going to they show it ricky's body disappearing what the thin air oh yeah oh my god didn't even make any sense he literally walked away like three seconds before that <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have thought she's hallucinating either. He was right there. Oh my god, so terrible. And why did he look? He looked terrible in that scene. Like, <laughs> no, not even he looked terrible. Like that sounds awful. No, he looked. I guess he was trying to look sad. I don't know. I feel like the acting is never really there when they have scenes together. I was so confused because we thought it was a breakup, like for the longest time. Like yes. we thought it was like they was arguing or something. Because he looks, sad. it's he's supposed to look sad, but he really just looks guilty. I don't know if that's just his face, <laughs> right? Like after writing that whole text, you're telling me that's the face he gave. No, he's yeah. actually so sick because he literally has planned out what he's gonna say in that voicemail. So he's just sitting there. You know what face he kind of made? He looked like that guy on the plane. <laughs> You know the guy that's about to say nigga on the plane? He looks <laughs> he looks like the guy on the plane for a second because he knows in his mind he's going to go home and send that terrible ass voicemail. He literally looked like he was plotting something. He's so sick. <laughs> like, he looks just like the Burger King plane man. I have to find the screenshots and compare. Like, he literally looks like he's about to say something evil. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Bang Gina and Carlos's fight. Oh, my God. Oh. oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, that was such a good scene. Good acting from them. Um, They both have valid, I mean, I guess, feelings and problems. My only issue is that, again, Gina has to be the one to sacrifice and compromise. See, she's like, we'll just do the, the dance the way you, you want. Know and what? Carlos doesn't fight back on it. He's just like, okay. Like, what? Right. Here's the thing. I thought initially after episode two, when he kind of figured out 
instantly from her reaction that she wouldn't want to be co-choreographer that he was going to compromise and maybe make her like the choreographer in chief or some shit no he didn't so now that she's compromising again i'm hoping he takes the hint and like they do like a montage of ideas maybe or even he just gives it to her because that come was on. so aggy like he didn't even try to fight it he was just like well okay right but i guess they just wrote that that way so that he would kind of ask like more about the drama because he's like okay but who's giving you a hard time and she won't say who because you know she's never gonna give anyone a reason to start any drama but um so she doesn't say who but he's like you know it doesn't matter you don't have to tell me but you matter and I thought that was a really cute and important scene because Gina if she had gotten zero encouragement whatsoever in this episode I would have been like girl you are so much better than me like because I don't know what I would have done with no support. But also, a lot of people are turning it around back on her anyway. And being like, it's her fault she doesn't have any support. But it's really not. She literally... I don't know, like... How do I say this without it sounding weird? She's just not ready to open up yet. Like, that's literally her. And if you can't get that... Literally, the only reason why she's not talking to anybody, especially Ashlyn, is because she's not ready to open up. That's on you. Like, if she's right. ready to move in with Ashlyn and live with her, but can't open up to her, clearly something's going on. Exactly. And it's because, like, the issue is way, it's bigger than herself right now. So, again, she's being selfless. Like, the issue, she knows... If she opens up about this problem, it's also going to answer so many, it's going to open up so many questions about Ricky and Nini and Ashlyn's already kind of, I don't want to say she's nosy because she's not, but I feel like she would kind of be looking into it too for Gina's sake. Mm -hmm. And Gina definitely doesn't want that. She's actually pushing Ricky towards Nini. So, you know, she definitely just doesn't want things again, like Ricky to change within the whole group so carlos tells her she matters and they have a really connectful connecting moment but i'm i felt it was kind of weird they didn't hug yeah like it was so obviously there like a whole minute where they just kind of stared at each other and he's like it's good to be quiet i'm like why didn't y'all hug come on cove is not an excuse because all these people in these scenes are close as hell kissing each other and shit and everything then Carlos and Gina stopped their meaningful conversation because guess who's here with pizza? Howie. Yay. And so Howie brings pizza. Everybody's happy. And all of a sudden, this is the weird thing about the writing of this episode. I feel like it was just too short because as soon as Howie came, it's like everything just magically started working again. Miss Jen's automatically back at the bus station with Nini. Every issue has completely been solved. The snow stopped. The sheep are in heat. Whatever Seb said. Yeah, like, what the hell? It happened so fast. <laughs> the sheep are in heat. <laughs> Everyone's face when he says it to you, he's like, I probably should have never said that. Like, can you imagine getting notifications when the sheep are in heat? It's so bad. Oh, my God. But yeah, and so 
everyone kind of gets their little resolution except for Gina and EJ and it's so like obvious too so I'm glad they're getting like more story of course but damn like everybody else is kind of ending on a at least a neutral note these two EJ literally walks in looking like he's gonna come back tomorrow with a full emo outfit and Gina storms out the room. Oh, I don't know where she's going, first of all. Right. <laughs> Ashlyn's like, do you want to talk about it now? She's like, with Ricky or Carlos? And Gina's like, I mean, Ashlyn's like, doesn't matter to me. And then Gina just goes, I don't know, and walks out. And it's like, where are you going? Ashlyn has home. to drive you home. <laughs> like, where did she go? Did she walk home? That's awful. In a blizzard? <laughs> her little like, suit's going to keep her warm. Oh just God. for the occasion. No, she's literally wearing a crop top. Oh. Yeah, it's bad for her. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so everyone's problems solved. Everyone ate pizza. Um, I will th- say it's weird that during a storm, why would Ricky ask to take Red's car? How the hell is he going to get home? Why would you make him make him be the one to depend on somebody for a ride? Right, but at least it's canon now that he took Big Red's car to take Gina home and homecoming. I always thought it was a little strange, but like it's kind of funny. He's so he's so scared that. Like, damn, you really offering this girl a ride, knowing you didn't even drive there yourself. Like, you're hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, so he's about to leave to go to the bus station and he says bye to everybody but he's staring directly at Gina and it just seemed like targeted harassment you guys like I don't even blame him for it but like I don't know I took it so personal I was like damn like why do you have to look at her to say bye that's just that was so weird to me I never that was so weird and I feel like <sighs> again this is also another moment where people are like yeah like he looked at her because he knows that she likes him, but it's like, why would he look at her then? I think this was just one of the moments where the writers wanted you to see how oblivious Ricky is to Gina's feelings right now, where he just doesn't, it's not clicking to me. That's how I interpreted that. Yeah. Um, I just never, um, I don't know if it's just me, but unless I'm talking to one person and not like announcing it to a group, I don't look anybody in the eye when I say goodbye. Yeah, I know. Um, Why would you look at one person? Like, and whenever I end up doing that, I like, I feel so bad. Yeah, I don't think. I think they were just kind of trying to frame a shot where he was looking directly at her to make the drama really hit. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't really think it. I don't want to look too much into it, but it was weird. And so he just is like later. And I don't know. I think even the blocking of that scene is weird. Why is Gina standing directly behind Red, who Ricky's looking at, so that when Red moves out the way, he's looking right at her? Like, I don't know. I just think that it was done intentionally to show that, again, Gina's hurt and Ricky doesn't see that because there's just no way he's going to look at her with the widest smile on his face to say goodbye, to go see Nini, knowing that she likes him. There's just no way. There's no way. No way. Hmm. 
And he seems so excited to go to the bus station. So, like, Gina's real pissed off at this point. So, when Ashlyn asks her to open up to her right here, right after that. It's just not happening. She's like, first of all, don't ask me anything. And just storms out. But, like, I still want to know where she went. Like, what the hell? And we just never see her again for the rest of the episode. So, yeah. So then we see Ricky race into the bus station loud as hell, guys. He's so loud. The bus station is completely quiet and he just gets in there and he's like, Needy! And it's like, nobody else is talking in here. Why did you need to scream? And I thought that was really weird. And I guess it was trying to make it seem like maybe set up for the fantasy. Like, they feel like they're the only two people in the world or something. I don't know. Or maybe it was just because COVID and they couldn't have extras. I don't, I really don't know. Ricky and Nini say their goodbyes and Ricky's obviously pained because he wants to tell her what he wanted to say in his text. But, you know, he's a coward. So he just wants to send it in a voicemail later. So Nini goes and sings her granted song we already talked about that earlier of course but then she realizes i can't get on this bus i love all my friends and i love miss jen and i love east high so she shows up in miss jen's office and miss jen's ready to take her for a ride home but before she can go home she realizes she doesn't know what her new dreams are but she's ready to figure them out at east high which is a sweet conclusion um, I wish that they had just kind of left it there, but of course, Ricky sends his voicemail to Nini or his FaceTime or his video. I can't really tell what it was supposed to be. I think it was a FaceTime. And he's like, I hope you're enjoying your trip, but I miss you so bad that I'm going to cry and I wish I could stay with you forever and ever and ever and never let go. And it would be concerning, but Nini's already back in Salt Lake, so she's not going to tell him that. So instead, she's like, Ricky, where are you right now? And he's like, why? And then she's like, stay there. When, when she <laughs> does that voice, she did it in the FaceTime call too. And she was like, Ricky Bowen, are you a theater kid? It, like, it comes out of nowhere. And it's very, I don't like the energy it gives me. It gives me very bad vibes. You're right. It's giving me the ick. Yeah, it definitely gave me the ick. I was like, what are they trying to imply here like i don't know like it seems like they're implying something dirty when in reality they're gonna go lay down on his bed and watch freaking toy story and yeah like i don't know why they even it's like midnight at this point and she's gonna go over to his house but she couldn't go over to his house on midnight on valentine's day like the logic's not there first of all second of all what the hell like what are y'all talking about I thought that was so weird. And Ricky looked so pathetic in that FaceTime, guys. <laughs> like, also, stay another there. Thing, another thing this, that made me laugh <laughs> this whole episode is seeing the, I don't know why, but seeing the ukulele case. I've never seen one before. Leslie was taking me out the whole episode. Like, she have really a ukulele case? Mm-hmm. Like, you know oh the bag you carry guitars in? Oh, yeah, and it was tiny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I can't get over the delivery of that, like, scene. Like, it was just weird. Like, I really don't know what they were implying or what the director <laughs> told her to say. Because it was weird. Like, yeah. She could have said it differently. She could have just been like, stay where you are. 
but she was stay like, there. stay there. And they're like, yeah, I keep being cute. There where you are. And Mickey's like, uh, just And it me. immediately got taken out of context, posted on TikTok, and everybody was like, what the hell? Right? I saw, like, three <laughs> viral TikToks. I've seen TikToks. so many TikToks about it. Right? People and comment. y'all know my For You page is curated down. So the fact that I'm seeing TikToks about it, like... Right. People in the comments were like, wow, calling her... <laughs> Freaky math girl. Huh. Oh god. <laughs> what? I don't know what they were trying to go for. I really don't. I don't want either. They're just weird. And then having him shirtless, like ugh. this is Especially... a children's show. And then they end the episode there, which was so weird. Right. Wouldn't it be cute to end it with a cute Rini moment since this has been their episode? And so she shows up at his door. That would have been so cute. Like, like a little what like the hell? Whatever, he hears a knock. He's, like, we see him all sad, like, sitting in his room. And then he hears a knock at his apartment door. So, he walks two steps to the door since... Two steps to the door. <laughs> the apartment's not all that. And then he opens the door, and it's it's Nini smiling. And then an episode, like... Right. That would have been way better to me. Because what the heck was that? I'm pretty sure also, that that ending, just, like... I don't know. It's just bad. Also, like, I've noticed that they, they like to end every episode on a really good cliffhanger. And I feel like that wasn't a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Usually there there's a lot more to think about. Like, with Lily, you're like, oh, I'm thinking, like, what's happening next with Gina's thing? How is that going to be addressed? With Nini showing up at Ricky's door at midnight? We don't want to think about that. At like, all. <laughs> Like, no, we want to think about what's next for the story. They didn't even want to hint at anything that's happening in the next episode. You had to wait till the preview. Stay there. (laughs) Like, what? I'm just so uncomfortable, y'all. It's just really terrible, actually. But yeah, that was the storm. And then there was a Mm -hmm. sneak peek of episode five, which is really exciting. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's going to be Carlos's Quince. So, we, you can already imagine there's a ton that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a whole event out of it. I would encourage everybody to sign up for it, but I'm pretty sure that the submissions closed because a lot of Rainies, did you guys see? A lot of Rainies didn't get in. Ooh. Which I think is funny. Because they're not on Twitter. I said this for that immediately. Right. Like, I literally the second up, it was Yeah. Yup. Because, like, what do I look like not seeing the episode before anyone else? Yeah, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. I have been pushing for the Gina to wear a dress at Carlos's birthday agenda so <laughs> hard. Like, I I thought I had given up, and I was like, oh, they're going to just have her wear the performance costume. But, alas, Gina is wearing a dress. It's so cute. Like, really, Yeah, really she cute. looks like a princess. I love she her braid. amazing. Like, she's adorable. compliments her. And the dress is really cute and kind of fits the, I guess, the theme of the party, which is cute. And, like, her hair, like, everything is just, the whole look is so cute. Like, I'm so excited to see it in the episode because she's going to be going through it. So, at least she'll be looking cute. Yeah, all her outfits look pretty cute. Yeah, her um, hair, too. Yeah, so she also is performing a song for Carlos, I think. That's so sweet. And a dance, which is perfect. 
because they're besties now that's the whole point i know it's gonna be really fun i'm wondering what song she's gonna sing i think it's probably gonna be an original yeah or maybe maybe she's singing like happy birthday in spanish or something are we gonna we're not gonna get the song before the app right or we are no we still are we're gonna get it thursday morning Mm -hmm. like around noon i think eastern time yeah we're all eastern time so yeah Uh yeah okay good because i need to know what song she's singing i'm a little too impatient for that yeah i feel like it's gonna be an original song i don't know i feel like they might go the route of making her sing something like maybe a traditional quince song i don't know or maybe it's gonna be like like a (laughs) like a latino infused original song yeah if it's like a latino remix of i don't dance or something the hell oh, <laughs> my God. I can't oh my God. you in Spanish I feel like that'd be I feel like that sounds really good yeah but Sophia can't I mean she can lip sync to Spanish that's all we know I don't know if she can see it <laughs> oh gosh but she was eating up Kelly Uche's I saw her on her TikTok <laughs> but yeah so we see in the preview um, Gina about to perform her dance then we also see them surprise Carlos at the barn. The quince is taking place at Seb's barn, which is super cute. Yeah, and we know that there's going to be some type of, like, problem or conflict, I guess, getting the party ready. Like, they show up to the farm. I don't know if it's – I think it's the day before. It's sometime before the party, and they have lanterns. I'm assuming something just happens with the venue, like, something's wrong. And so Gina looks like she's going to be giving them a speech – about how they all need to band together and she seems like she's crying so yeah, yeah. that's gonna be interesting to watch it's gonna hurt me i'm trying to think about i don't know i can't think of what would go wrong Maybe i can't think of her crying like i'm like i know she was she looked upset in that picture and then she does look like she's crying but i really it's don't gonna take all of us that's what she said yeah maybe maybe she's talking about the maybe team. they're happy crying oh maybe or maybe I don't know. And they have lanterns, so I'm thinking maybe because because they have, and then they have a bunch of lights set up. So I'm like maybe Seb just had like no power at his farm or something. It was like the real ghetto and urban. His, one of his sisters have to ride a bike to generate power. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And then I'm really excited to see um, Seb's song for Carlos. It's definitely going to be very very special. It's I don't think I think that's the song that they're talking about. That's not from High School Musical. It's not Beauty and the Beast. I think it's going to be like just a random like romantic cover, cover song. Yeah, so that's going to be super oh fun. And I Joe hope, can sing his ass off. So I hope it's, um, it's going to be good. I hope it's um, crap. L is for the way you look. <laughs> I mean, I love that song. Oh, you, and I'm so annoyed because it looks like Seb, like, I don't know, goes up to Carlos, maybe to take him over so he can serenade him. Yeah. And you see Nini in the back like, yeah! And you know Ricky's going to be next to her. He's like trying to take notes. <laughs> he's like, I know Aww. exactly what to do. Nini's going to be like, when are you going to serenade me, Ricky? And he's going to be like, oh. <laughs> he's going to be like, what do you mean? Didn't I sing when there was me and you to, to you? <gasps> <laughs> Please. No, that'd be so sick. That'd actually be a loss for everybody. <laughs> it'd be terrible. And then we see Gina. She's like right across from them. She's like, what the hell? 
but yeah that's gonna be okay also there's a clip in one of the promos it's um it's carlos and seb dancing together but they're not at the party they're dancing yeah and there's another picture of them on the tractor maybe drama breaks out and he's like i know place where we can get away <laughs> she says it the same way as me. Take me away. Wait, is them on the tractor when Carlos has the hat on, or is that yeah. like in their suits? Okay, so maybe they're driving over to the farm. Okay. Oh my god, that's gonna be so funny because I feel like Carlos is gonna be shady. Like, this is the like, ride you picked me like, up in. Where's yeah. my limo? Can you imagine it shows them like on the highway? <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> Oh, are we Carlos there yet? Chris is going to use his hands as, as signals. I mean, it's better than a horse-drawn carriage, but it's, like, led by all of Seb's siblings. I feel like that would be hilarious. Something stupid like that. Like, okay, wait. Do you guys think Carlos's family is going to be at the Quince, or is it just going to be them no, surprising Carlos? it's not. Boo! They're not going to be there. That's such a missed opportunity. I feel like they should, though. Like, you already mentioned the fact that... He has sisters, so he has sisters, and he's real rich because mm-hmm. of COVID. Oh, uh, COVID boo! Also, like they hate—they're actually too rich. They hate poor people, so they wouldn't have come. <laughs> like <laughs> us going to and farm? No way! It's like Carlos says, "I tried to invite your family, but they said they were busy." Um, yeah. Um, you know, allergy season. <laughs> Oh, any okay. predictions on how Ricky oversteps? Well, the official synopsis, I'm just going to read it really quick. Gina and Seb rally the group to throw Carlos the music and dance field. King say he never had. Meanwhile, Ricky accidentally oversteps in more, more ways than one. Mm. And Miss Jem, Miss Jem, Miss Jen gets a wild idea about how to get Nini back on stage at East High. So any like... um. Theories or predictions on how Ricky accidentally oversteps in more ways than one. So, so I have a theory. Uh-huh. So it says he accidentally oversteps in more ways than one. So I think they mean literally, as in he accidentally oversteps on someone's foot, dancing, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. obviously like in other ways, which could be him desperate to get me back on stage. It could be with Gina. So yeah, there's there's different options there. Yeah. You better not you better not ask anybody to give up their role or talk about I can't anyone. see him doing that. Me either, honestly. I'm I can see him desperately asking for help them to convince her to get back on stage. Or yeah, maybe for help. Like maybe to try to I guess talk to her. But I don't see him. Oh, I could see him. I could definitely see him being like, oh, I read the script and maybe. Okay, so Miss Jen's idea is definitely going to be to have Nini play the rose in an inspired choice or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be her plan. But Ricky's going to read the script. and He's going to be like, I think Nini should be the enchantress. But that's like usually a dance heavy. Most people will interpret it to be a dance heavy role at the beginning. So, like, maybe he'd be like, oh, this was written in the choreographer script to be a dance role. Can you teach Nini a dance to do it or something? Oh, brother. Which will still be like, oh, my God, can you let this girl breathe without talking about Nini for a second? But, I mean, whatever. Now, if that happens in the same episode, Gina calls her mom, it'll be bad for Ricky on the TL. I'm so scared. I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna fight him over that, but 
Yeah, it'll be bad. It'll be pretty bad. I'm kind of... Watch's prediction have nothing to do with Nini at all and be, like, the well, most innocent think, thing ever. So I think they're trying to throw people off. Me too. They want people to think that he's going to ask. Yeah, because the promo give up her the role. promo seems like they're setting it up to do that. I feel like it has to be something else. It could It could be related to Nini, but I feel like it could be something else, too. Yeah. Mm, I also think they um sliced up the scene. Mm-hmm. If it's related to Nini, hopefully it's something Gina gets to do with him first yeah. to help. You know what I mean? Like, if it was a dance, she would have to teach him first before he can go do with Nini. Right. Yeah, if it's related to Nini, like, I don't mind. I won't mind because I want angst, but it just depends on what it is. Right, because if he was to ask, I know he won't do it, but if he was to ask her to give up her role for Nini and be like, I know you're the choreographer already, so I don't really think you need a role or something. Like, I'd be pissed off for weeks. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it'd be, I don't know. But I'm also, another thing I'm, like, torn between is Gina's phone call with her mom. Like, I'm trying to figure out what kind of calls you're going to do. Imagine she's not even on the phone with her mom at all. Oh yeah, well, imagine dun, she's dun, on the dun. phone with Jack. Boom. But she's crying. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Maybe somebody died. Or maybe I can't even think of anything. Somebody somebody on the timeline was like, What if Ricky's actually in the bathroom calling Gina? <laughs> and I was like, You really cannot be serious. I really do think it's her mom. And I think either it's gonna be like her calling her mom upset or her mom calling her like, Hey Gina, I hope you're having a good time and she's like fighting back too. She's like Oh my god, yeah. can you imagine? But if she like looks at her phone, it's a missed call from her mom and it's a voicemail and like you said, it's like her mom being like, Hey, like I hey sweetie, like I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're having so much fun. Blah 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 blah. Oh my oh, god. Oh god crush my spirit. Crush me. It'll really be terrible if it's a voicemail. Her mom's like I know you wanted to. You talked a lot about making your mark, and I just hope you're doing the best. Would, and you're really, I kill myself. You're really giving it your all. And you're mm-hmm. being the lead or whatever. I, I would never show my face on Twitter again. It's like I'm so proud of you for being the the head choreographer of the musical this year. Oh so my proud gosh. of you for. I'd be so upset. Always vocalizing your opinions and being open to others. Oh <laughs> my god! So with that boy that dropped you off home out of home. Damn! No, that'd be actually <laughs> terrible. She's like, oh, how's that, Ricky? Boom! I would kill myself. Oh my god! My stomach. Just thinking about that makes me sick. I I'll just I would avoid Twitter for a couple of days. I'm so serious. <sighs> It would be so bad on here. Like, oh my god, my stomach hurts at the thought. And I think it might be something like that for real. Like, I think we might be on to something. Because, like, honestly, it like I can't think of an- anybody else that would call Gina that would upset her that much. Oh no. She's definitely going to call back, and the episode's probably going to end with her being like, Mom, can I come home? Boom. No. And we definitely don't want that, you guys. And the saddest part is, like, at this point in the story, though, the only thing that's holding me back from thinking that she would leave this early is I'm thinking nobody at this point would stop her. Well, I'm confused because in episode six, like, she's right next to EJ and she seems fine. That's true. Something happens. So I doubt that she's leaving. But if she was to leave this early, it would be kind of bad because nobody would even stop her. Mm-hmm. Ashton's parents would be like, sorry to hear that. <laughs> they give her the white people smile. 
Oh, they'd be like, Gina, oh, honey, are you sure? Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet girl. <laughs> she was nice. I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss that. Um, Nina. Mom, dad, it was Gina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Man. I'm going to be depressed. It's going to be terrible, actually. Oh, my God. And we're getting the first sneak peek tomorrow when it's just Seblis. Everyone's freaking out. And, like, I can't lie. Like, I'm kind of nervous, too. But I feel like it's just going to be something random as hell. Like, it's definitely going to be, be that Seblis. scene, like, of a funny, playful scene at the beginning where they're, like, um, at the barn or something planning the party or something. Yeah. Like, it's not really going to be a major holiday at all. And... Yeah, for sure. It's I don't I doubt that it would be Sublos because if they gave all the Sublos away early, they can't get their Glad Award. Right. So I think was it yeah, so last week the formula was Wednesday they released the lighthearted like Carlos versus Gina idea thing. And then Thursday they released the clip with Nini and Miss Jen, and then they released the Carlos and Gina fight. Yeah. So maybe they like they give out like but they only released half of it of the argument yeah Mm -hmm. so i wonder if they'll just do like something like very minor and like lighthearted tomorrow and then on thursday it seems like they like to release their like i guess almost the highlights of the episode which is so weird like yeah why would you release the highlights of the episode but yeah that seems to be their formula and they did it for the valentine's episode too they released I guess the highlight to them of episode three, which was Ashlyn and Big Red's conversation. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's funny because most of the stuff that they drop, like when you look at it in the bigger scheme of the episode, it never is the scene that you would want to represent the whole episode. Right. Like their episode two clip was EJ saying he's backing out for the beast and Ricky saying he's not going at all. But like, that's what she chose to do i don't know i would have picked maybe a yak clip and the montage the audition montage but i Mm -hmm. guess they wanted to save it because it was so good i don't know but yeah i definitely think ricky's proposal to gina is what most people are very anxious about and that also is causing another split on the timeline i've seen a lot of people be like you guys should not be worried about the drama at all. Because this is Carlos's episode. I don't give a fuck. Like, I get that. I really do. But I don't care. The episode is about him. Like, he'll be okay. Right. Like, it's well, named after his birthday the whole time. Like, no, this is Rena the movie. <laughs> You're going to recognize. No, there's a tweet. One of my mutuals, Helene, she was like, yeah, it might be Carlos's birthday. But Rena was born in 105, too. <laughs> right. So it's technically their spiritual birthday as well. So. No, but really, when you think about it, it's really been six months. Gina has been crushing on Ricky for six months showtime. Mm. That's so long. That's Scientifically, if a crush is more than three months, you're in love. Mm. She's down. Very bad. Oh and I hope God. she gets some type of not closure really yet but like relief from all this pain it's just nothing's going well for her really so maybe run like um not running the party but like organizing the party will be good for her 
and she gets to perform. I think Neat uh, Miss Jen's idea is also so kind of stale. Like, I don't know why you guys have to force Nini into the play. She was not there yeah, for auditions. She want to be in the play. Like, but the way Ricky was talking to her, like, you can tell that he can tell that she does not want to be in this musical. Right. And he's trying to force her in it. Like, move. Mm-hmm. And she does end up in it. I need Willie to drag her. Yep. But it's because he literally does not see a future for their relationship where they're not together in a production. Right. And he literally says this in episode one. He talks about how like it's really important to him that him and Nini like nail the auditions and get the lead role because it was such good luck for the relationship. Mm. And it's sad that that's what he really has to think to save it. But mm-hmm. what do I know? I guess I'm not a Rini therapist. But yeah. Ultimately, to summarize episode four, it was excellent comedically, dramatically, some thematically everything about it was great there was discourse there was laughs there were tears it literally put me in a depression for a good hour after watching it too like no i watched it and i was like guys i'm so broken inside i can't do this i was so i was so hurt i was like i'll never watch this episode again this hurt my feelings so bad anyone that speaks on gina's getting blocked i was so hurt but once I came around, I think this episode was definitely the strongest of the season so far. So I'm very excited for what else they have for us. Yeah, me too. I think it's going to be good. But I do feel like the season's moving so fast. Like, I'm like, Dang. I know it's so scary. We're going to get the um, summaries of the last few episodes next week. Do we still not know what episode 8 through 8, 9, 11, and 12 are called? No, uh-uh. we know what 10 is, which yeah. is information, but nothing else. But we'll find out next week. That's really scary. I know. It's going by so fast. Like, I'm going to blink and season's going to be over. Like, damn. It's crazy. But at least production time for the next season won't be as long. I know. Thank God. Because, whew. I hope we get was... some good promo. Right. Because a good press tour could really have made this season a little, a little more, not, it would have made the season better, obviously, but it would have made the hype for the season a little better. Because it feels a little disconnected. Everybody feels a little disconnected when they're doing press by themselves. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, I really don't know how many podcasts I'm supposed to watch with all these people answering the the same questions. You know, like, they're fun and all, but, like, nothing beats them being in a room playing Truth or Dare for 17. Like, come on. Right. All right, y'all. That's all we have for our recap of Season 2, Episode 4, The Storm. Stay tuned for next week, which is the quinceanera. We're very excited. And be sure to leave us a curious cat or voice message telling us how you feel about the episodes or about the season or about literally anything. And we'll be sure to answer it either on the pod or on our Twitter account. Thank you guys for listening. listening. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.